When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who you when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And all the dirty studios made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones, romantic crazy fans that leave no real a ton. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. History, the history of film. All of it made for you. Welcome back to Film History, the history of film. This is part two of our look into the writer's strike that is raging in the streets of L.A. right now. The strike is still hot, baby. We're still striking. We are still in the year 2023, so there will not be a... When are we? <laughs> oh my God! So one of uh, one of my uh, community members on TikTok Live linked me an article I haven't read it yet. But a linguist looked into why early two thousands pop punk had that accent. Oh really? Like, yeah, like he like he he was curious, so he like looked into it. And, like a linguist like analyzed like the accent. They're like when are we? When are we? Early two thousands. Yeah. I, so I will I'll read that next time. I'll we'll give you guys the report yeah, about dude. why that can be one of our fun facts for Patreon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Time for the Patreon to find out why this linguist uh, I, why Blinkway do sounded like that. I know. Uh, it, on a related ish note, it was um, just Tom DeLonge. It wasn't all no, everyone. It was, it was, it was everybody. It was, it was everybody. First, and then everybody's just following yeah, Tom DeLonge. Sure. So I think that's how that thing works. It's like because his voice was everywhere and so popular with all this radio play and all these hits yeah. that then they were like, oh, well, we see an equation that works, so mm-hmm. we're just going to mirror what works. And now it's like it's like how we think everyone sounded like James Cagney, even though it was only Cagney. Yeah, Cagney. Yeah, yeah. It's just him. Yeah. Yeah. It just stemmed from like, this just this one dude's yeah. voice from San Diego, and that's just yeah. how he talks. Because Travis. <laughs> And Mark don't sound like that at all. Right. Yeah. It is funny, man. When I start, when we started this show, and we were talking about Cagney, and I was watching all those things from the '30s, and I was mm-hmm. like, none of them say "Yeah, see," <laughs> you know, like not once. Yeah. Like <laughs> that yeah. was, it was literally, and it, he didn't even actually say "Yeah, see." It was like a whole different <laughs> yeah. thing that he said. It was, it's a, it's a fucking uh, Mandela effect. It's a Mandela it's like, effect. It's like uh, Vader never said. Uh, Luke, I am your father. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we're not going to do when are we. If you want to know what's going on this year, just listen to part one. Just look outside. Yeah, look outside. Watch some news. We uh, are on strike from writing when are we. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I kind of feel like we're in the writer's strike of this show a little bit because we're talking about the writer's strike. I, 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 look, I'm, you know, I mean, we're sort of uh, we're sort of in it with them right now in the trenches here. You You're know? in yeah, it, brother. We're, we're, we're demanding brother. more fucking money from yeah. our corporate over. 
furloughs. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, um, the strike is still happening. There is no end in sight. What a way to kick off a summer, baby. Striking. Doesn't striking feel like a summer thing? You can't be standing yeah. out there in the cold. It's yeah. not a winter it's activity. It's not a winter yeah, activity. No, yeah. They did yeah. it last time in the winter. Really? Yeah, yeah. they started During in pilot like late season. Fall. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, man. Yeah, no one wants to do that. Nah. I mean, it's hot outside, yeah. but also, like, you don't want to be out there in the Nobody cold. Nobody wants to be in the... I tell you what, this keeps going on in August, July, August, September. There ain't going to be a people yeah. out there Warner Brothers lot. <laughs> this There's is going to be... No, in fucking dude. August. That Warner Brothers lot is hot. Yeah. It gets hot out there. Mm. Go to Universal. It's a little bit better. They got that breezeway going through there. <laughs> But uh, the, the, only, <laughs> the only movie studios in production are the ones built in the hottest areas. <laughs> We're too hot the to be shut down, here. baby. <laughs> We're too hot. That'll be their new ad. We're too hot to strike. Oh, man. But yeah, the writers are still standing outside of the studios with their signs. Uh, negotiations are apparently underway, but slow going. There is no end in sight with this thing. Sag yeah. is striking. Sag is striking. Sag is about to strike. This is about to be a full shutdown that like we were talking about in part one. That will speed it up, though. Yeah, The more sure. people that strike, the quicker this is going to end. Like, yep. yeah. Now I'm, you can't do anything. You can't shoot. You, you got what's left in the bank. You got, and, 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 unless the editors strike, which maybe they will. Is there an editing union? No, it's no. director's Yeah, that, I think okay. that's right. DGA is, is up right now. Right, yeah. It goes writers, directors, then actors in the order of the negotiations. It's going to be a full fucking shutdown. Yeah. And that is why we're here today. Uh, you know, we'll probably do uh, part two and part three of this, and then we'll move on, and we'll get into our yeah. normal summer programming uh, <laughs> with Fast and Furious or oh, whatever. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Did you guys, did you guys hear? So... Uh, <laughs> This is Fast and Furious 10, right? Yes. So, oh, yeah. Vin Diesel just announced that Fast and Furious 10 yep. is going to be a trilogy. Yep. So it's we actually... We knew it was going to be at least two. <laughs> two, yeah. It's the last one except for the two that are following. Imagine how absurd that is. The <laughs> 10, <laughs> 11, 12. No, it's going to be 10 part one, 10 part two, and 10 three. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's fucking Final Fantasy. Just do 11 uh. and 12. Part 10 is part 10 of part one. 10 part two and 10 part three. Jesus. Is Momoa in all of them? I hope he's I the hope villain. so. Probably. Yeah. Shout out to Alan Richson. He got his ass in there. He's in there? Oh, dude, oh. he's in 10. Nice. Yeah, man. Good for him. Yeah. He fits. That's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big boy. Yeah. Big boy. So Alan. we still, we still got a chance to get casted in, in, in uh, 10 part two it, and 10 three. Yeah. We're going to do it. I, man, I just hate that they're going out before they do their crossover with uh, Transformers. But I don't know. think it's going to end. Uh, I, I, no. I don't think the Fast and Furious brand is going anywhere. I think these actors just want to be done. So Fast they're like, we're going to end Fast and Furious as we know it. And they'll probably reboot it with, I don't know, motorcycles this time. In like 10 Ooh, years. A bunch of motorcycle riders. Wow, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I dig that. The Fast and the Formers, dude. The Fast and the Former, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, this is certainly a different type of episode that we're doing here. Part one was as well. But I think it's very interesting. I, I think, I was talking to Dev about this, like, this is a historic film event happening now. Yeah. So I, I do think it's very important to talk about this. But a lot of living through history happening recently. Yeah. 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 We're kind of we're living through a lot of history. This deals with historic unions, historic strikes. It harks back to why these unions happened in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we can discuss like. I mean, in the very first episode of this show, we were talking about CAG, mm -hmm. and we discussed how back in those days they would just get a drunk guy to fucking mm -hmm. shoot a real machine gun at right. you, you know? And we've talked about numerous cases of deaths on set. They still happen to this day. So it's one of those things yeah. where... It's, <laughs> yeah. We just talking about rust? Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, literally, this Alec Baldwin thing, like, mm -hmm. this is... It, it, it does all go to... Not that this strike is about that, but... 
these unions were formed for a reason. They, they, this, yeah. this is why they're striking. They're like, we didn't write that in the script. Yeah, we did not write that shit, and we did not get paid for the murder. You know, and that is, but that it's it's sort of uh, these unions were like the evolution of our industry in a big way. You know, I mean, we would still we'd still be. I mean, dealing... it was kind of like just uh, the labor movement in the United States. Exactly. I feel like it was around the same time. You know. Eight-year-olds retired getting their fingers cut off in factories. Yeah. So you know, yeah, <laughs> everyone was kind of fed up with the workplace safety hazards, so. <laughs> including in our industry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, whether you're pro-union or not, uh, it is worth noting that the unions mm-hmm. have definitely cleaned up some shit. You know, <laughs> and just to recap, the writers are striking for better residuals and pay from streaming companies. We talked about the AI thing, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but. But there have been some developments that are happening since this is ongoing. I'll tell you the latest abreast of this writer's strike. I pointed at my boobs as I said that. That's very funny. Um, <laughs> you know, for on the AI thing, there is a really great uh, podcast. Um, well, the, in general, the All In podcast is really good because it's for venture capitalists, and you can like hate them for being like millionaire, billionaires, mm. or whatever. But it's a good insight into like what they're thinking from sure. that side of the industry. What's on the verge? They didn't really talk about the entertainment industry, but they talked about how AI was advancing so much and how Sam Bankman free or no. The, the dude from Sam Altman or whatever, the guy who runs OpenAI, he was just oh, testifying right. for Congress. So we're talking about that and, like, the business strategy behind doing that and, like, these regulations and why he's kind of lobbying to Congress to do these certain things as, like, a chess move or so whatever. So is he pushing for regulations in his yeah. industry? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, Good but, to see that. Good yeah, on him. But it's a, it's a business yeah. play because mm-hmm. they're so far ahead. So, like, mm-hmm. by pushing for regulations and telling the congressman what mm-hmm. they want to hear, mm-hmm. he's going to be the one – participating mm-hmm. in what those regulations are. So it's almost like mm-hmm. pulling up the ladder so behind he, you so he's writing or putting the like a um, moat around it for uh, like the big players in the industry preventing yeah. a lot of yeah. advancement from these other startups. This is how it's but what go. they were they were saying is like, go listen to the episode. It's the most recent episode. Today is May 22nd. I, so it would have been like this past Sunday, I think it came out or this past Saturday right. or something. Sunday, but, Sunday, Sunday. Um, Sunday. It was really great. And it was very insightful to hear from like what of... of financier and owner's per- perspective on like how AI is replacing jobs. Yeah. And like, he was like, look, they're not well, a bunch of them were arguing back and forth with each other. Mm-hmm. They didn't all agree, mm-hmm. which was really interesting to see as well, mm-hmm. yeah. because this is going to show like how these other business owners are going to like approach a situation mm-hmm. like this. And I think you can apply you can view their debate and their thought process and apply it to this writer strike with mm-hmm. the AI. Right. And be like, if I'm a studio head, what do I do and how do I approach For this? For sure, yeah. Look, I mean, there's Real no... Quick, do you guys think he uh, had Chad GPT write his testimony in front oh, of Congress? I hope so. Oh, <laughs> I hope like, so. He could have. How, how do you testify to Congress? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look. I, the, I, robot, they, the robots are making the their robots own rules. The robots are making their own rules, <laughs> I mean, man. This, this is ordered, brother. Yes, it's the self-sentient <laughs> consciousness. They did, they did make one. The best point that I heard from, from both him and his testimony and from these VCs was that this technology is really, really great for a lot of different uses. It could have a billion different use cases that are great for humanity, but it only needs 
a hundred that will destroy the, yeah, the humanity. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And like he, he equated them to nuclear weapons. And he's yeah. like, look, mm. there's a lot of great use cases for nuclear medicine and power and all these things, but, but all you need is one, one nuke. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah all you need is like one of these like, <laughs> um, AI models to go research like incredibly harmful viral components mm. and let loose on the world and some terrorists out right we'll, so we'll like we need stop. to have some kind mm. of oversight i no. definitely agree with that uh, but like who makes the rules and who's doing the oversight and how do we manage that that's the whole that's the question the amish, the amish. <laughs> they knew. And this is what they were saying all along <laughs> nuclear fission is a very good comparison mm-hmm. to this because yeah. that is also it was it was something that like helped us you know uh, very run electricity in a way more efficient way, but now we have no fucking control over it, and now we have places that we can't go for the next thousand. Well, the years genie's or out of just like they said with that. Like you can't put it back in the bottle. You can't it's put just, it back in the bottle. It's like the yeah. science is there. Pandora's the science, box. Yeah, the science was released. Like it doesn't matter. It's something that we just mm. have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like there is no walking it back, and like there mm. might be a, a putting a pause on things temporarily while we figure this out. That might be a good idea, mm. but. Hang on. At this, at the, even on the regulation side, you can regulate these big language models by like forcing companies and individuals to like put in their like you know business ID or like your social security card or something and say, hey, I'm building this model yeah. and making sure they're like, okay, we're making sure you're not building a bomb. But what they've found is there's a bunch of new startups that are developing miniature small models that mm-hmm. are really powerful Absolutely. and decentralized. Mm-hmm. They can run on like phones. Mm-hmm. So how do you regulate that? You're not yeah. gonna be able to like go scan everybody's yeah. computer and cell phone to make sure they're not running something dangerous so it's like Mm. we're we're interesting very wild west times someone uh someone posted a very funny cover because uh snapchat's got an ai you can chat with now yeah and he uh someone uh posted he asked the ai i was like hey what's the best way to kill this cat and the ai was like pleading with him not to murder the cat oh he was God. like no i'm already doing it I'm already doing it just <laughs> let me know how yep. the AI i didn't, just, like, I didn't bang- ask you to tell me no <laughs> just begging him not please, to kill the cat please don't kill it ai is <laughs> like what why am i here thanks for creating me and, for this and then at the end when it was like clear it was already done the ai was just like please don't kill cats again oh my god the ai is literally the alien who has come to earth and is horrified at what they have found you know it's like okay never mind you guys are fucked up i mean i think that you know the good the light at the end of the tunnel is michio kaku if you guys know who that is he's a string theory he's got one of those invented string theory yeah he's a japanese scientist with the white hair yeah you've seen him on a bunch of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. he's been around forever so he's been doing like a podcast tour for like his new book or something but in a bunch of these interviews He's talking, he's like doing a lot of the research and and, uh, pushing ahead on um, quantum computing. And he's talking about how like quantum computing can be the check for AI and these language models, meaning like it can be the hardware and the AI will be the software that runs on it. But like the quantum computing will be able to discern what is real and what is not because it's so much more powerful Mm -hmm. than our current capabilities. Mm -hmm. So I think that like, we're really entering a, a new era yes, of like are. all of these things that we have, all these structures, like the way we do business, the way we have our politics, the way we have finances, calcul- like all of that yeah. is going to change in our lifetime. This is this and, is the equivalent. And that's awesome. This is the equivalent of uh, the internet reaching our cell phone. Yeah. Like change the fucking game. I you know? either so, want to live in sci- like not exactly cyberpunk because it was a cautionary chair, but I either want to live in the hyper sci-fi future or I want us to like all be uh, like a humanity to, to exist in five years. Yeah, yeah, One yeah, or the 
the other. Either well, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, Drake, you Either are calling it right. Star Trek. One or the other. Just just Google developments in China, and it's a 50-50 chance of how that's going to go. I'm 100% fine of either. I just don't want a boring future. You know what I mean? As long as it's not going to be that. It's not going to be boring. It hasn't been boring since, like, what, 2015. So, you know, I think... Dude, it hasn't been boring in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It started with 9-11, and every fucking eight or ten years, some crazy shit has happened. I don't think we're in any risk of a dull drum future. I think it's going to be very entertaining no matter what happens, you know? Which is like, okay, so if we're talking about these writer's strikes, and with this AI integration, like, we're not considering all of these other variables. Like, I feel like it's kind of narrow-sighted on the on both sides on the studio side yeah. and on the writer's side to be like you can use it for this but not for that you yeah. can do this but not for what it does is it, it tells me that neither side truly understands the technology for sure or like what it's mm-hmm. capable of or where it's going that's where i yeah. think the hang so up like, they should happening. probably have experts yeah. in there to yeah. kind of like at least yeah. get them up to speed on like hey yeah. guys this is what it kind of yeah. looks like we're going towards Think about this yeah. in five years, ten years, mm. twenty years, you know, right. whatever. Right. Yeah, um, I I think uh, it's probably just like ma- they're making an issue now because they're like, if we don't bring this up early, we might get fucked in the long run. For sure, so it's like kind of forcing the conversation at the very least. So. And I do think that's part of the hang up mm-hmm. why we're still not seeing an end in sight to this mm-hmm. strike is because like like you said, like the strikers are saying no AI, and the mm-hmm. studios the studios might even not necessarily be saying all AI. I yeah. doubt it. But they are saying, okay, no, absolutely not to no AI. Like, we have to we have to explore but this. But how would you discern? How would you discern? I know, well, and also... You know what I mean? Like, and, they could and, just hire somebody as a writer, quote-unquote, right. and then that writer can use, use AI. whatever, yeah. and then just be that... And from the studio's point of view, bringing us back to the, uh, the nuclear conversation, that was the whole thing that happened with atomic energy, yeah. was our country said... No, like we can't stop developing it now because they're developing it now. Yeah. And well, you like, know that was it, a one of the scientists on the Manhattan Project gave the the equations to the Russians. Yeah, exactly. To, so specifically, so there wasn't the keys of mm-hmm. power in one one right. hand. Right. And he he went and said, "Look, the only way we're not going to blow each other up and the, nobody's going to keep driving right is if yeah. the, this is like mm-hmm. out there and you know it's science. You can't mm-hmm. even if you don't release that." You Someone's can somebody in some other university is just gonna work on it until they solve the math problem yeah. anyways. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not you know, There's impossible. No it's yeah. not like, you know Um yeah, it, it's science. Oppenheimer already made the bomb. We have to give it to Christopher Nolan. That's yeah, the rules. That's like, it. Christopher <laughs> Nolan's gotta have the bomb. <laughs> I cannot to... wait for this movie. Oh, me neither. I can't yeah, fucking... I'm so Oppenheimer, I'm so hyped what, for. Do you think there's going to be a uh, an arms race among directors now? Is Scorsese going to be like, I want to be the next person I to get think, the bomb. I think somebody... going back to live ammo. I think somebody's going to detonate a bomb. I think uh, yeah. this movie will be the, like, Hollywood trigger. Yeah, I think that, like, North Korea's going to see this and be like, look, look at what they told us we could do. But we're going to talk about what happens way behind the scenes today. Usually in the show, I mean, we go past we go past the cameras, baby. We go to the head office of production. We go to the money man. We go to the agents and the lawyers. You know, that's what we do. I mean, we tell you stuff about the industry that usually you don't hear about. So <laughs> we go to the money man. We go all the way to the money man on this show. Bring in Timothy. 
We're going to the money man. <laughs> that's we're gonna talk about the money man today. <laughs> Call up Timmy. We got Call up Timmy. We got the Timmy. money man. Timmy. Timmy. Timmy's the one. Timmy's the one of the only ones not on strike right now. He's willing to meet the money man. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about an interesting effect this is having on the industry. Uh, one that a lot of people have not talked about. The agencies. Mm. The agencies, especially since it's looking like I might finally have a goddamn agent in this fucking town. (laughs) Of course the strike happens at this moment. It's a writer's agent, Mm -hmm. too, by the way. Perfect Mm -hmm. timing for old old Jimmy boy here, for the writers to go on strike. Looks like you need to go pick up a sign and get your ass to Warner Brothers, bro. You know, I'm... Uh. (laughs) You need to join some fucking picket lines, man. Uh, (laughs) Fucking hell, man. So, according to a Deadline article written the other day by Nelly Andriva, shout out to you, Nelly, thank you for this material, Hollywood talent agencies are getting into a cost-cutting mode amid a second industry work stoppage in three years. Uh, Many have implemented extra scrutiny, cuts in travel and expenses, and some are also contemplating temporary salary reductions. So, Mm. the agents are getting... Fucking raked over the coals right now, basically. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a large part of How the strike. Sad. A large part of the strike. A lot of articles are like, "We get it. Like this is going to bring a very ho hum attitude, mm. you know." But like, it is something. But yeah, there was I, a really a really funny um, TikTok. Someone said he was like, "I feel so bad for the writers. I really hope that your dads can work it out with their friends at the studios." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Time to call daddy. Hell, that's so true, man. That is so fucking true. Yeah, sorry. And most of you are 22 years old, let's be honest. You know? <laughs> most of you are like Nepo kids. By the way, that, uh, it's sad to say more, that it's very true. And, um, you know, this uh, we talked about this a little bit, but the last episode, but there's so many more writing jobs, but they're also so less quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's because of the streaming the services, and there's so many more outlets for media now mm-hmm. that they need more content. Dude, there's got to be a new show a week on every platform. Yeah. Right. And that's why you're, you're competing for attention. Mm-hmm. You're competing for eyeballs mm-hmm. and stuff. And yes, I do think you need to pay the fucking writers more. Like, it's not rocket science. But right. at the same time, you should get better writers. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you should do that. Right. That's what you should do, fucking stupid. Pay them. Yeah, and this is, it's a big deal. Uh, You know, writers, I don't know if this was a, if you had this question, which I honestly did, I had this question a little bit, writers don't get paid during a strike. You know, I mean, if you're not working, if you're not writing, you ain't getting paid. So I I had a question, obviously, like, for every union you pay in dues, doesn't some of that money from the coffer go towards subsidizing wages during a strike? Like it's not as much as you usually get. It's like unemployment, right? It's yeah. like a it's like a, a, a similar system, right? Like you on unemployment, you don't get what you used to be making, but you get like something. Is that does that exist? Is that am I misunderstanding? I don't know. How? I think it's dependent on the union. Like that right. happens with like the Teamsters, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. because they have such a big fund that they'll mm-hmm. take that money and mm-hmm. invest it and actually mm-hmm. earn money in like the stock market mm-hmm. and on like bonds and futures and shit mm-hmm. and and investments and then that'll like in- have their portfolio to mm-hmm. where they're holding a bunch. I mean that was mm-hmm. kind of the problem with like big money and these big mm. unions and like investing in Wall Street and like mm. the fucking mob and all this shit. There's a lot of money flowing around. Yeah. A lot of power and a lot of votes. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, you know, SAG is fucking the Writers Guild fucking investing their dues into a fucking 
stock yeah. market I mean, future like probably not i don't I mean, know i don't think so they shouldn't have a fucking money problem because like actors big actors get paid million dollar contracts this is like, like the reason and you're supposed to pay a percentage of whatever you make to yeah. sag for this exact purpose oh yeah so like they shouldn't have a money problem like no it's one of the yeah that's one of those interesting things you know i mean that's that is one of the big debates about unions is like it's almost like a fucking yeah but how many big actors are getting paid a lot of money think about it like a hundred? It. I mean, yeah, but those so hun- how many? But how those many... hundred earn enough to us uh, to like subsidize. You know how many registered SAG actors there are in L.A. alone? I don't. Five over five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. Holy shit! <laughs> and there's another one point five million people non-union trying to get union. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, so yeah. the number, the math yeah. just like doesn't. Yeah, well, work. but I mean, of those five hundred thousand, how many are working anyway? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, there's still members, right? But, still claim, right? But just like you un- pay your dues. But just like the way unemployment works, you get paid in proportion to what you were making before, right? So if you're an actor who's only booked one role in the past two years, you're not going to get as big of a pie as someone who's like a working TV Probably actor like who's still like super middle nothing. class. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So give, it's, there's know, people getting so checks like, for like five bucks. Right, so it's like if you are if if you're like a so you're giving four hundred and ninety nine thousand yeah a hundred right. bucks a month that's uh, what f- a couple million per month and then how much of the you see what I mean yeah like, you got a yeah maybe. Thirty. I don't know if that they're making thing, millions honestly. of dollars. I don't even know if they have like an unemployment unemployment program. Right. Yeah. I, really I don't. I, I know they have. You yeah. Know, you got health benefits. And stuff, I don't think they do. I don't, I don't think, think any either. of these. I've never heard of that. Yeah. No. I, I could be wrong. There could be something in place like that, but I've never yeah. heard of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's a lot of like I even you know even us like mm-hmm. there's some shit that happens behind the Did, scenes there. I wish we had a big fucking writer in here. You know, I didn't <laughs> remember, and they talked about this in this episode. There's um the new episode of Kevin Smith's podcast talked about this. It was all about the writer's strike. Him and his co-host are in the WGA and his co-host um, really understands the back channel stuff and all mm-hmm. the logistics going on with this. And they said that, and I think it's for a period of time. Mm-hmm. I think that like, if you're currently working on a project, you get paid a proportion for a period of time, like whatever it is, a certain mm-hmm. number of weeks, like two mm-hmm. months or three months or whatever it is. And then once that runs out, then yeah. you're kind of on your own. So yeah. you got like a window mm-hmm. to where you're not totally screwed, yeah. but also yeah. like That's exactly... you got to like figure something else out, yeah. even yep. though you're yeah, both yeah, yeah. still going to be on strike. That's yeah. what's yeah. happening right now. We're four weeks yeah. into the strike. Uh, a lot of these writers are still getting getting paid from the shows that they did write that are still airing. But as right. soon as that's done, right. or if you were already done before yeah. the strike, the studios you're not aren't paying you at all. Exactly, yeah. and neither is your agent. Yeah, because you know your agent never pays you. Yeah, no, but your agent's not getting. Yeah, because oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. your agent can't book you more work if there's exactly. no work. There's... But, uh, I mean, it's a game of chicken, right? Because uh, the studios are also losing millions a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much did they lose on the last strike? Like $8 billion or some shit yeah, like that? Yeah, they're not uh, using that much. Because, like I said, they have the ability to just go repurpose content that hasn't been viewed in America. So, like, they can go grab British shows... Korean Who the shows. Fuck wants to watch a British There's show. There's so many. <laughs> dude, go to, to show. Dude, Why do you think we remake all of them? <laughs> dude, it doesn't matter. It's still cheaper yeah. for them. They're, they're not going to be hurting as well, much as those individual writers. Yeah, but there's also, there's so, I have so many other, I, like, I personally watch more YouTube a day than anything else. Like, I. Right, that's our generation. Right. Well, there's, that's a our lot generation. of the media consuming thing, right? So if, like, if you're a Netflix, if you're a Netflix subscriber, 
and they stopped pumping out weekly content because like they ran out of their back catalog and they haven't been able to shoot anymore. It's like I'm just gonna cancel my Netflix subscription and just watch YouTube. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so much free content now for sure. That's like you know uh, like content creator made that there's so many more options that these companies can't afford to have a dry spell. They wouldn't be spending this much money making yeah. sure they have a new show a week if they didn't need that. You know what I mean? And but that- also they're gonna be able to buy like the time to be an independent filmmaker is now. Mm-hmm. If you want to make your clerks, this is what Kevin mm-hmm. Smith said. I'm not saying this. So if you guys listen to that mm-hmm. episode, I'm regurgitating him. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the time to do that because you can go That's shoot something mm-hmm. on your own for cheap, for like mm-hmm. dirt cheap, and the, you are not crossing the picket line. You're not a member of the guild, so right. you're not a scab. That's so still you scabbing. Can, no, it's not. Wait, wait, wait. No, it's not. Wait, 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 scabbing wait, wait, wait. is being a member of the union and voting and having an agreement saying, I'm not going to wait, we strike. Can't, we can't get into scabbing yet because okay. we're going to do a whole section oh, of scabbing. okay. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's like the whole end of this episode. But okay. if you are if you are a penniless, un, mm-hmm. uh, still trying to come up in the industry mm-hmm. and you make something and they happen to pick it up, you're not mm-hmm. you're not a member of these unions yet, mm-hmm. so it's not the scabbing is when you're a member and you decide to cross the picket line and go do what everybody else in your union well, is not doing. There's actual scabbing rules. Yeah, let's there's, let's, let's and table so this, we, yeah. once we get there, I'm still talking about agencies. Okay, um, so these writers aren't writing; they're not making their money; they're not you know paying their agents. So these agencies and. Drake, you brought up a good point mm-hmm. about the streaming services are here. Television has gone way down. We mm-hmm. we mostly watch YouTube anyway. Mm-hmm. So agencies have already been suffering in the past like ten years. From oh, less really? Shit. Yeah. And then that compounded with uh, there were a few things that happened. For one, the Me Too movement happened, mm-hmm. and I remember fucking agencies were getting cleaned the fuck out all any oh, agent that every ever, agent's a sleazeball yes every agent's a sleazeball <laughs> there were literally like i you will not hear an ounce of fucking remorse about anything no. that happens to these fucking yeah. agents. i know yeah. no they they got cleaned out i remember like literally some of these agencies lost half their agents during the me too movement because they yeah. had all done some shitty shit mm-hmm. um and then the pandemic hit Mm. And the pandemic, of course, fucked everyone up. But mm-hmm. agents, again, agencies had to, again, they mm-hmm. almost say, like, these agencies during this writer strike are affected even further, but, like, almost hardly even further because they've been stripped down so much yeah. already. This is mm-hmm. great. This is the mm-hmm. best thing that can happen to our <laughs> yeah. industry. Yeah. God in the universe yeah. has drained the swamp. Right? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like purging out all the bad blood in that shit. <laughs> all that's going to be left yeah. are the honest, hardworking, good fucking <laughs> yeah. agents, yeah. honestly. Yeah. 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 So, like, I'm actually mm-hmm. thrilled. Yeah, man. that's like, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that's... Hey, we got, we got no more. So, CIA, William Morris Endeavor, <laughs> APA, Gersh, Paradigm, they're all scaling back T and E. Did you say the CIA? <laughs> yeah. CAA. Oh. I'm pretty CIA. sure I heard CIA, oh, but baby. whatever. We talk about them so much on this show. <laughs> might as well put them into one yeah. more episode, you know, since they haven't killed us yet. Uh, oh, no, CAA. Uh, they're not scaling Morris back endeavor. anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, CIA is ramping it up. Yeah, it's just Willem now. Forrest had to, well, Morris had to go away. Yeah, just, yeah, Morris yeah. got, Morris got yeah, me too. Morris is dead now. It's just Willis, Willem, <laughs> Willem, Willem and Morris. Willem, Willem and Maurice. <laughs> William Morris Endeavor, which it used to be William, then Morris, and they came together. And, Endeavor and by the was way, Endeavor was a separate yeah. thing. Yeah. How about them? William Morris Endeavor. How about them being super fucking... Mm. 
uh, smart by diversifying their portfolio and picking up the UFC and the mm. WWE. Oh, yeah. Because I know the WWE has writers, but the UFC don't have no writers. Yeah, no. no. And so, then, like, mm, you're still getting money generated yeah, and paying yeah. your bills and covering your yeah, margins and shit right. by that something paid. Dana White is looking like a fucking king over there right oh, now. Yeah. He's, like, the only one bringing mm. in the cheddar. Also, don't all these agencies have big uh, social media branches now? Like, uh, the social media content's not affected by it this. It doesn't bring in the money like like the the OG stuff, though. Oh, like, really? Morris Endeavor still is very much founded upon, you know, mm. actors and mm-hmm. writers. And, like, the big yeah. agencies Mostly are still... Mostly packaging and yeah, stuff most, for them. Yeah. I mean, it's, so, it's the whole thing together. It's the whole right. machine together. Because right. most, most uh, social media guys make their money off brand deals. Would an agent be someone who got you a brand deal, or would that be your manager? Who gets you brand deals? It could be either. You're, yeah. It's Your PR like whoever. Guy, usually. Yeah, yeah, it would be whoever has, and most of the PR people have like either a PR rep agency mm-hmm. or there's a PR person in within the agency. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, WME probably has a PR division right. that's handling a lot of that. And they're the ones interfacing with brands for, to do sponsorships, product placement, and all that kind of shit. But again, like now they're going to have like, they have to partner with a lot of these companies, the brands and stuff because of the sports element and mm-hmm. the selling the advertising space and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like doing sponsorships for these athletes so now they're able to drag some of these over and put it mm. on these actors and stuff on their social media mm. but like I but don't see that happening I don't, also, I don't I'm not you know nobody on their social I don't see fucking like Ethan Hawke being no. trying to hawk well, monster energy no. drink no I mean Ethan Hawke <laughs> no Ethan Hawke's not going to but like these reps they're like instead of they can't do anything for Ethan Hawke so they're gonna focus on Logan Paul you know what I mean like well it's sort yeah but well, also Logan's still, not worried about yeah. he could generates his money from his podcast no but I mean but all these guys boxing. are signed to these big agencies like every single one of these big influencers are signed to the same agencies these actors are yeah. I'm assuming they for a reason right but they're like, still yeah, but they're still not making as much money off of like influencers and YouTube stars mm, as they do their regular mm, stars. You mm. know, what I mean, William Morris Endeavor and CAA are both like all the George Clooney's and Johnny mm. Depp's. They're and not Brad even Pitt's making the and, money off of the percentage of the stars. They're making the money off of packaging the, right. the director with the star with the script, mm, and right. then they have an investment. They have ownership in the uh, movie project. So when the thing goes to box office mm. they get a portion of those revenues and that's uh, what generates the money like wga okay. and sag going on strike they don't have enough people repped at the agency to keep the lights on you know oh, i mean especially I like and and they're cutting salaries across the board for these agents now right. uh by like 20 percent. like it's oh. it's temporary pay cut by 20 yeah. percent. and again this is on top of they've already gotten cut once from the pandemic mm. happening like right. agencies yeah. were just now starting to get back to yeah. it and the writer strike happened right um but yeah anyway agents mm. are uh, agents are kind of fucked right now as well uh i'm actually <laughs> i'm so glad that this is happening and i you know i Okay, I'm sorry for all you agents out of work, but go <laughs> go be a fucking political lobbyist or something. You're s- sleaze, all right? Leave all I the feel, good ones. I so feel, now I can actually trust people at these agencies. Yeah, I feel bad for the people who are just starting their careers, who like just yeah. got like off the ground. Those are the yeah. people I feel bad for. For sure. These um, agents um, are like the writers. Yeah. They, they're getting a lot of these jobs by... People and connections in the industries mm-hmm. or from their alma mater colleges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's not like mm-hmm. it used to be where like you work in the fucking mailroom mail and you work your way up. Your yeah. way up. Yeah. Like yeah. you still gotta have a law degree and you still go work in the mailroom, but they still you still gotta know somebody to be like yeah. an assistant to someone. Yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah, those yeah, positions yeah. are so coveted that yeah. like there's just not enough yeah. slots for the amount of people who wanna do it. And like the amount of people who wanna do it are like not to be stereotypical, but they're usually people 
who wanted to be performers or wanted mm. to be in the creative side, but either were too afraid to take that leap or didn't have the chops to be successful mm. and defaulted back and they still wanted to be industry adjacent, mm. but they didn't want to be blue collar. Right. They didn't mm. want to go do a grip job or a lighting yeah. job on set. So they were like, how can I still be involved with the business? Oh, I'm going to be PR. Mm. Oh, I'm going to be uh, an agent. Oh, I'm going to be management. I mean, manager's a little different because managers usually have a personal relationship with their client and they're like, mm. you know, shepherd them throughout their whole career whereas like agents change hands quite often and stuff yeah. like that so and what's, what's another interesting part about this too is there was almost like a little bit of uh i don't know like an industry insider trading thing going on uh, a lot of these agencies started getting ready for this strike months ago because they knew it was coming mm. because they're representing all these writers right. and the writers are telling them like hey yeah. We're about to go on strike. Yeah. Like, just know, like, yeah. once these shows are over, mm-hmm. once I'm done doing this, fucking blah, blah, blah. Once it's summertime, this, baby. But once summertime hits, just know. <laughs> oh, we're, I'm going, going on, on vacation. Yeah. So these agencies were like, well, let's go ahead and get rid of some people. We're going to time yeah. this with pool season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the agencies. And it is funny, like some of the expenses they're cutting, like I said, was like TNE, you know, like literally, like we're not prostitution. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, that, that's you just watch Wolf of Wall Street too many oh. times. <laughs> TNA, TNA, fucking A, TNA, fucking A. What's TNE? Travel and entertainment. Oh, okay. So it's <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street was a whole. <laughs> it's so funny. Let me make sure that's exactly what it fucking stands for. But, uh, yeah, travel and entertainment experience expenses, not titties and ass like in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, that too. You know, I say not titties and ass, but let's be honest. You know, well, TNA, TNA is a part of TNA. TNA is a part of TNA. You know, <laughs> we just watched Wolf of Wall Street the other night, so I don't blame you for thinking that. But no, they're cutting like TNA, okay. uh, paid for flights. You okay. know, like as an agent Ooh. at CAA, you might not yeah. get your fucking like Christmas bonus. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like in situations like this, they can weather the storm, but the cuts have to come from the top. And unfortunately, that's the little guy's one always gets fucked. You know what I mean? It's like the the CEO could just not take a salary this year and probably everyone can keep their job. You know what I mean? This is good for the industry because it's trimming the excess fat everywhere on this industry. Like, that's the thing. The people who aren't needed are going to be let go. The positions that aren't needed are going to be let go. The amount of money, like, somebody can make mm-hmm. by just attaching themselves and not really mm-hmm. contributing and like getting the free mm-hmm. lunch, getting this uh, it, just by being mm-hmm. in the right place at the right time, but not really contributing mm-hmm. to anything creatively or logistically mm-hmm. or financially. Yeah. That shit's going to be mm-hmm. like, Oh, so it's really going to boil down. If they're, if the studios are like, Hey, we got to consider like, we need the writers way more than we need these other people that are ancillary over here. Well, see, well let's they- restructure this business model and how we do this and we'll give them what they want, but we'll trim all this fat well, over here. But see, then you're you're still losing jobs. You're still cutting jobs. Like, I, to me, the, the only thing you need to cut is the CEO salary. If you cut the CEO salary in fucking half, you could fix all these problems, and you'd still make more money than God. Yeah, like, the but, CEO of Warner Brothers is making like two hundred fifty million about dollars it. Okay. a year. Think about uh, Disney. Disney's a great example yeah. because Bob Iger gets paid too much. Well, what the CEO that was before him? Bob Iger retired, yeah. and they they brought in a new CEO, mm-hmm. and that CEO what under his shepherdship mm-hmm. was responsible for losing billions of dollars mm-hmm. in revenue mm-hmm. for the company so they were like it was bleeding so bad that they yeah. were like you're fucking out and they had to be, beg Bob Iger to come back yeah. to yeah. save the sinking ship so mm-hmm. there is a when you're dealing with these giant giant entities there is a value to having now I, I we can debate yeah. 
the amount of mm-hmm. that all day, but I want to just like yeah. reiterate that like not everybody can do that job. No, that's sure. that I and I agree with that. And I like agree, you yeah. should, if you are really good mm-hmm. at doing that job, you should be rewarded. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. do you yeah. need a billion dollars? Probably not. Yeah. But right. but you should be paid way more mm-hmm. than somebody yeah. else to incentivize you to go yeah. work for Disney instead of fucking Standard Oil. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean I agree with that. I agree with that. And like I'm not I'm not asking this guy to start taking home like 400k a year. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I, but. Maybe you know, just chip I, off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, if you just chip a third, it doesn't even have to be half. It's like a third. Most bring. of their payment, honestly, yeah. is paid in sh- in shareholders shares. Mm. So the they're like, here's your salary, but here's how much mm. shares you're getting. So you get equity in the company, mm. and those are valued at this much. Right. So yeah. it's kind of like. What are you yeah. really getting? Like, yeah. I think maybe they can get more of an equity mm-hmm. because they can go take those shares and hold on to them, yeah, or they yeah, can yeah, sell yeah. them at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. But at least they know that if they're successful and the company's winning, you're winning because the value mm-hmm. of your shit is going right. Up. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like it's a it's a yeah. hard convoluted thing. Yeah. It's not just salary. Sure. Yeah. 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 We yeah. just need old Cagney to go back up to the Warner Brothers office and start throwing <laughs> start people, throwing out, people the out the window. Yeah. The window yeah. Please. <laughs> hey, Jack Warner went first, and now yeah. here goes. The rest of you. So we talked a lot about what the strike is about, why it's happening. We also talked about how television, especially late night shows, in part one, we were talking about how those got affected. Those just Um, die. Yeah, those are (laughs) probably dead. You know, they're probably all dead. Uh, And now we'll get Uh, into who the fuck is still watching them. I mean, I mean, they're still making money, or else like they're running the ratings. They're they're (laughs) fucking. It's a Ponzi scheme. Like I don't know why they still have sponsors, and I don't know why they still. It has to be because they're still getting views. No, they have more YouTube views than they do on their actual fucking. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. And then a good night on Kimmel will get like you know eight hundred thousand views or which is nothing compared to like a good podcast. Yeah, yeah. A successful podcast is breaking in. For a million Maybe per episode. Pulling in crazy YouTube ad rev. Maybe that's it. it there's no, something they, to it. I, I mean, don't know. It's probably a money laundering scheme. <laughs> yeah. But uh but we talked we talked about that, right? In the yeah. first episode about how those all got affected. We talk about did mm-hmm. we talk about Conan a little bit? He yeah. was doing his own thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, Conan. Yeah. Me too. And yeah. he's killing it because mm-hmm. he just went and uh so funny enough, I found out afterward. So because Max, HBO Max is rebranding to Max oh, because it bleh. bought it merged with Discovery. <sighs> Fucking hell! So now they're just gonna have all the Discovery umbrella with under HBO, and they're just using the platform instead of HBO Max. They're just calling it Max. So it's Fire a, that fucking it. CEO, dude! That, that guy <laughs> needs to be executed. Yeah, well, I mean, this <laughs> is like, like take him to a firing squad. Like take him to Guantanamo. And if you want to hear all the things that you didn't hear in the episode... <laughs> I love hearing things that I never heard before, and we have so much of that. We recorded this episode for like four hours, but then obviously uh, we need to cut out super off-topic stuff. Like if you're listening to Humphrey Bogart, you don't want a 30-minute tirade about Ezra Miller. Right. Or maybe you do, and now you can hear it. That's the right. Ezra Miller arc is one of the best underrated arcs I've ever even experience yes so that plus uh fun tidbits mm-hmm. plus um bonus episodes i did a three-part episode on the history of musicals That's yeah right. we got some legacy content like some old uh, game history episodes and uh history of everything like dev was saying but uh, if you want those shows to come back 
the quickest way to make that happen is to subscribe. Because yeah. the more subscribers we get, the more content we can make. And then we can quit our fucking jobs and make it this. Yeah. You know? I'd love to quit being unemployed. Me too. That's the job I would like to resign from. <laughs> Listen, we're and turning down deals from studios and networks left and right. The best way you can support the show is by subscribing to our Patreon. If you don't want us to sell to Disney, yeah. subscribe to our Patreon. And our fun tidbits, by the way, are videos, yeah. which is like audio for your eyeballs. Which is a crazy new technology. Crazy new technology. Yeah. You can see our mugs and uh, Fight Club style. We put little blips of uh, naked photos of us mm-hmm. in the video. One frame. One yeah, frame. One frame. Boop. Tasteful frontals. That's right. Yeah. If you can find the frame, DM us. <laughs> It's only $5 a month, but if you don't have the capacity to subscribe right now, you can also just uh, give us, like, single donations, which every little bit helps. So, uh, but if not, you know, no worries. No pressure. But we don't want to sell to Disney. No so. pressure. But there is pressure because we can't pay our rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. We're going to be doing this stri- We're going to be doing this on the street. Actually, this is a begging plea. <laughs> please help. Please donate. So yeah, our audio. Our audio. Seven, seven children. Our audio is going to be so echoey under that bridge. <laughs> so We're going to yeah. be recording this in a box. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go back. All right. But check us out on Patreon at Film History. The, the History of Film. Film. Now back to the episode. So now we're going to talk about uh, scripted television, mm-hmm. how this is, and, and film, of mm-hmm. course, uh, how it is being affected. There is, honestly, it's interesting because there's no real way to know exactly how this is going to affect everything because it's such a new strike, um, being as this is all, these are all new media platforms, this is all, this is a strike against a new monster, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is a different beast that we've ever encountered so we don't really know how this is going to shake out exactly. We we have known from previous strikes how it's going to go because they were kind of like the previous strikes mm-hmm. before them. You yeah. Know? But this one is a this is a different ball game. We're dealing with like fucking, uh, you know, robots. Like robots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is the war against robots. This is the, now. This is the Transformers strike. The robots are in disguise. Exactly. They're robots <laughs> in disguise. They're here, brother. But of course, we can expect the old school stuff. Uh, delays in production. I mean, that's already happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the strike lasts for an extended mm-hmm. period, the production of scripted series and movies can be significantly delayed or even halted. Uh, stuff gets canceled, stuff gets delayed. Is there an average amount of time that strikes last? Like, if we like compile strike data from you know across like the last hundred years, is it like does the average strike last four months? Has anyone ever done the math on that? I'm sure somebody has done the math. I would wager it's about four months. Yeah, yeah, because that sounds all right. That's how long the last one lasted. Yeah. yeah, the longest one was in 1988, and that mm. was six months. Mm. You know, which and we could be looking at that again. Mm. I, I, we really, again, we do not know how long this is. Yeah. Going Hey, look, all I watch is Twitch and YouTube, so uh, I'm good, bro. Well, that's about to be all that's left. Hassan's going to be on every day, no matter what happens. That's about to be all that's left, because we're looking at, uh, of course, like shortened seasons. Mm -hmm. We've already seen that. SNL got cut short. Um, You know, I think Abbott Elementary just got cut short. Mm -hmm. Uh, During the last strike, the 2007 through the 2008 one, uh, 30 Rock was a big Mm -hmm. one that that happened to. They had to cut a season short because the strike happened. Right. Oh, dude, I remember the I I was I was of a TV watching age then and I was super pissed. Like all my favorite shows got truncated seasons where they sucked. Yep. It fucked up Heroes. It fucked up Prison Break. It fucked up Lost. It fucked up like all the best. I didn't know Prison Break got affected. Yeah, that's why season three. Was only eighteen episodes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they they show? they fucking pulled it off though. Season three is fantastic, but yeah, yeah it, it was a re. It was they just took what they were going to do in twenty four episodes and they just made it work in eighteen. Right. But I mean, they did a great job. But like, uh, they were probably they handled it the best. Lost like 
suffered from it. Heroes got canceled because of it. Because yeah. I, I never finished Heroes, but because here's one of those shows I love so much that I'm like, if I never watch the last season, it's never over. Right. And I know that I think that was the season that got hit by the strike. So I was like, maybe I should just never watch this final never season. Never watch it. Never yeah. do it. Never do it. So. Some of your shows might get canceled. They might be cut short. Uh, another yeah. interesting part about this, during a strike, so... Your show is still running, and a lot of these a lot of these studios have said, "Well, look, the script's already written, so we're just going to keep filming, right?" Mm-hmm. But the fucking thing is, is if you're still filming, they they basically say like the script is locked, the script is written, we're going to be filming, but you cannot change anything. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you're filming and you continue through the strike, not one word can be written. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It has to be filmed exactly mm-hmm. the fucking way the script is. Yeah, and that, you always make changes on the day. You owe every every single so show. If every the day. director is not in the writers' guild, is he allowed to make changes? No, Ooh, no, but no okay. way. Not cool. even not okay. even during a non-strike. Wow. you can't do that. If oh, you're okay. an, if you're not a writer on this show, okay, and, you know, like you can't officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of rules that's against that shit. So funny. But is that's, is, that's is someone a, there to like check like? double check well technically a showrunner is Mm. not a head writer a showrunner is Mm. not a part of the guild or on salary a showrunner is a contractor but they're by the studio they're considered a hyphenate if you're a showrunner, mm. you're also hyphen writer. Oh. Uh, and that falls so within the WGA to the rules. rules. They mm. literally have a rule specifically okay. for uh, hyphenates. Uh, yeah. Plan ahead. Yeah, plan ahead. <laughs> like, we've done a couple of these. We, Ke- we know what to do. Exactly. Yeah. Keita Brunson was a big part of this with Abbott Elementary because they were like, well, Keita can still do her thing because she's not like a writer. She's the mm. showrunner and creator of the show. And the WGA was like, nope, she is hyphen writer mm-hmm. you know like it, it all falls with cool. this yeah 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 and uh, of course you know i mean we're gonna see this what happens all the time during a strike shows get suckier as well yeah. because you know they're just like the, the again you can't change the script yeah. the creative thing goes out the mm-hmm. window you're hiring scabs to some, finish it type of shit yeah some of the scripts weren't finished so it's just exactly. like or some writer was like told that he had a week to finish 10 episodes yeah it's like oh well yeah <laughs> well uh, um, <laughs> there's that guy in his new york apartment freezing to death finishing the bear in you the know fucking library in yeah the fucking library <laughs> and dev you brought it up earlier and it was a very good point uh this is when TV, unscripted television rises reality. to the fucking yeah. top. Reality. Gonna, you're going to see more Kardashians. You're oh, see, God, yes. It's, uh, so, okay, wait. I have a question, yeah. though, because those, those are unscripted, but right. they are written. So, like, those are contrived. Like, Technically how- not. I know, okay. exactly. Okay. Exactly. Written by the producers. Okay. Yep. The producers yeah. Producers Guild. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they skirt around it. Okay. It's so like if a it's a reality hole. show, they don't have to subscribe to the rules. Like, right. Okay. I mean, if it's like, I think it's like, if you're Big Brother or Survivor, mm-hmm. you're probably not really scripted. But if you're Kardashians, you're like heavily influenced. Right. You know, yeah. maybe not like. Which is funny because they are scripted. fully fucking written. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, but they, since they're count. not supposed to okay. be, the wrestling is supposed to be real. Yeah, you know? okay, so. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, well, this, don't worry, our scripts for the Kardashians were not written by WJ <laughs> writers. They're terrible anyway. They were written by Bob. <laughs> this is... Who's Bob? We don't even know. <laughs> we're going to see the, guy we found at the, Abbey. the <laughs> summer of reality 
reboots. It's going to be R squared. That's what I'm going to call this. And reality game reboots. shows. And game, game shows. shows. But we're gonna, how many reunions of the Jersey Shore and Real World and Road Rules are we going to see? Here we you know, go. All of it. It's going to be. Oh, it's going to be so gross. It's going to be so gross. But the good news is. None of us really watch TV anyways. So yeah. it's like, I don't know if they're going to put mm. those on the streaming stuff. I think the mm. streamers are going to buy up content from other markets mm. and just air it and dub over. And because mm. there's really great shows that are like Korea and, mm. and England and South Africa and other places that have amazing, good quality written shows sure. that are entertaining. You just got to put it in English mm. language or put subtitles or something. So I think that is going to be the route of the streamers, but all the networks are live TV going to go reality? Reality and news. Like, imagine this happening, and now we're going into an election cycle. Oh, oh God. God. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. about to be... Our, t- our television um, is about to be game shows, uh, political news, and reality Good thing shows. I don't even have I mean, cable. they're all kind of the same at but, this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all wrestling. If, it's all WWE. Okay. Vince McMahon created all of this, okay? If the streamers were smart... <laughs> What they would do during this is they would reach out to every large YouTuber and be like, we will give you a bag to do an exclusive 10-episode run of something similar to what you already do on your YouTube channel. Yeah. Mr. Beast wanted to do a Netflix show, and Netflix said no because they're fucking idiots. But, like, yeah, like call Mr. Beast again. Call that but man. You know, the problem really? Was, I didn't yeah. know he, said he wanted to do that. That's crazy. I would have guessed. Well, the way I've heard him talk, he's just, like, super married to YouTube. Yeah, and like, well, really I mean, this only... Was, this was way earlier. This is way oh, earlay. okay. Yeah. Because he's, like, because the now, king of YouTube. Yeah. He's got, like, this the, way earlier, yeah. the keys to the kingdom over there. The problem with that is these ne- these networks can't fucking afford these guys anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking yeah. about earlier right. about, like, Jake Paul and them. Yeah. Netflix can't even afford a Jake Paul show, really. Yeah. I mean, unless they're willing yeah. to spend like a hundred million dollars yeah. on Jake Paul. Do you that. Know? I know. I know. Do but that. I mean, I mean again, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like these guys, like like Andrew Schultz. Mm-hmm. You know that he's a good example. He took his his special mm-hmm. and uh, instead turn of selling phone. it, what's yeah. it? The turn yeah, your phone. The turn your phone thing. Yeah. And it was instead of selling it to Netflix because Netflix yeah. wanted to pay him like a million dollars, he went and just sold it himself oh, well, for like the, ten uh, million. Oh, that's you what know? you're talking about. No. Yeah. So yeah, he went with uh, Moment House, right. and he did like a live kind of purchase event and so he, he brilliant so he made it like for purchase and then he released the whole thing for free on YouTube after anyways yeah. which shout out to Schultzy I love him yeah. I gave you I bought your special Schultzy and then you yeah. aired it on YouTube but I'm still gonna I bought it because I support <laughs> you alright voting with my dollar yeah but you but didn't you didn't have to watch the ad though that, the, like that I pay for YouTube yeah. premium I'm not watching no, the no, ad no, anyways no. In, the, in the YouTube version he would like intercut like an ad in the show have you ever bet seen the YouTube online. version no I didn't oh, watch the oh yeah the bet version. online he was yeah. like and it was really Funny YouTube bets or whatever he's no whatever the, the sponsor is the, the betting yeah. thing yeah no the yeah the it wasn't like a, an ad that ran on YouTube it was like built his into the showcase. his put it and it yeah. was really funny because obviously the ad was shot after the showcase so it would it looks super awkward oh, no. he would like be talking to have the red background curtain or whatever and he would turn and then it would cut to what was clearly not the stage oh, but it God. looked like it was kind of the stage and he'd be like betting online or whatever the fuck and then well, it would like he, cut back and that was, was like, the same advertiser <laughs> that he had for leading up to the the original ticketed mm, special yeah. so like when you bought the special mm. you got like a $50 or whatever mm. in credit at that betting place yeah, yeah. 
So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to buy yeah. it too. I was like, oh, I'll check this out, whatever. You know, get a free yeah. credit. I'm buying. Mm-hmm. I'm spending money on this anyways. Yeah. I would yeah. rent it anyways mm-hmm. if it was like a video on demand. But you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess so I, just, I was yeah, thinking the turn your phone thing. I was thinking yeah. about his series on Netflix. Uh, Remember the news series that he did yeah. that was kind of like the Daily Show yeah, yeah, thing that was, that was really rapid fire and, and that stuff. Was great. That's where he took the whole turn your phone thing and he made that. And Netflix and him were like, "Yo, we want this. You make mm. you make this into a series right. and do like a ten episode run or whatever, mm. yeah. thirty minutes each or something." And that's what he cut a deal with them for. Right. Yeah. And, and also, guess, but you don't have to reach out to Logan Paul and stuff. There's plenty of like the tier under them that you could get for the same price that you would be paying for all this other shit and it will probably like suffice for your content. It's going to be better than a cooking show. Like, Yeah, for sure. But also, you know, I mean, like I said, I, I think these guys are, I, it, it's a whole movement mm-hmm. of independence. You know, Joe Rogan got his deal and I think these guys are just like, fuck you. We don't need so you. So wait, how does this work for WGA with stand-up? Because the st- are the stand-up comics in the Writers Guild if they're writing their own stand-up and doing a special? Okay, that's actually a perfect transition to what we're about to get into. I'm awesome. glad that you asked this. Uh, I don't have the specific I, I answer to that. I would guess not. Because it's well. like they're performing... You don't need to be in a guild, in a union, to do stand-up. So writing your own thing is we sort of... That's different. Exactly. You're not union. We we sort of tapped into this a little bit, writing your own thing. Uh, We're going to get into the scabbing. The scab rules. The union. All right, so this is what... Now my memory is jogging. From what I took from Kevin Smith's episode with... God, I wish I remembered his fucking co-host name. I feel so bad. Really break, dude. I knew it before. Ralph Garman? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ralph Garman was saying... Hollywood Babylon. Yes. Yeah, I love that shit. Wait. Is that the one you're talking about? It was a Fat Man on Batman, I think. Oh, no, okay, that's a different co-host. Yeah. Ralph Garman is the K-Rock guy. He's the K-Rock guy. Yeah, no, it wasn't him. It was the other dude. Okay. Um, But anyways, so he was his co-host was saying um, that the union will not prevent you from earning an income for yourself, meaning you can write something yourself and put it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. like that's I can't yeah. think falls under the realm of stand up. Yeah. And they were talking about what they do as their show for like their podcast. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to take their podcast live and do it live, like none yeah. of that violates these union right. rules or is considered like scabbing because like right. you're yeah. going directly to your audience. Right. Yeah. And you're not really going through the right. network. Yeah. Or so I mean, else. so we'll, we'll get into actual rules. But I would think that if you sold it to a network, it would still be considered scabbing because you're you know conversating with the enemy. But not necessarily. Okay. Not so, necessarily because um, you created it and you're mm, distributing it. So you um, act as the all in one. Right. If you distribute it yourself, if it's self published, but I don't think you can like sell it to Netflix during this. No, right? I think you can't. That's my point. I think because oh. like. How, how, the mechanism they can't prevent you from like the mechanism of like okay you can put it on YouTube but you can't go to Netflix like what are you going to say you can't go live you can't do a live show like the, the platform yeah. that you reach the audience for mm-hmm. is like they can't mm-hmm. b- hold that like a barrier there because that would then be preventing you from earning money for yourself for content that you create directly Okay. So Versus we're, we're, like yeah. you being employed by a show, employed yeah. by the network well, to create something else that they own. Yeah. They don't own it. You own it. It's uh-huh. your stuff. 
Like, you can probably write a movie, make the movie, and have it go in theaters. And mm-hmm. just because Universal is distributing it to all the exhibiting theaters like AMC and stuff, mm-hmm. that doesn't violate yeah. the rules because you're it's all coming from you. Well, what, you what wrote are shot the rules? It's all over the place. It's so... It, these people are literally saying, like, reach out to the WGA to oh. make sure you're not scabbing. The WGA scabbing? doesn't have, like, a thing on their website, like, this is and this is not scabbing? Let's find out. Let's find out. Okay. Here's what I do know. I, what is absolutely for sure scabbing, uh, I will start out with saying, you know, um, oh, but I, I did have one fact. Uh, scabbing is happening, of course, and uh, the local targets around L.A. have said they are overrun with applications from writers, from studios who are applying for, like, retail jobs Real and jobs. shit right wow. now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And. Yeah, we're about to have the most hilarious baristas in history, by the way. You're, the guy who wrote the latest episode of Abbott Elementary is going to be writing your name on a cup. But scabbing, for sure, at the very element, it's literally like... And this goes to people who may not even know what scabbing is in the first mm-hmm. place. This is for all strikes, for all unions, not just the industry. Uh, when someone goes on strike and uh, the professionals, the salaried people, whoever, who are striking go out... And someone comes along and takes their job while they're mm-hmm. striking. That is a scab, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. literally called a scab because you know the open wound is covered by a scab, uh, mm. and it's not as good because it's just a fucking scab. So we it's can't not, make him bleed if we you... can't. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I never knew why it was called scabbing. Yeah, it's, okay, you're literally a scab covering up the oh. open wound that was left by whoever left. You I know? see. Yeah. Uh, there, so if you go and take the job, whether you're union or not, you're still scabbing. You're scabbing, right? yeah. exactly. And that is, uh, yeah. scabs aren't only from the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of people who decide just not to strike, right? Because That's they don't believe in it. Definitely cut and dry a scab. That is yeah. cut and dry a scab. Like mm-hmm. if you keep your job and you're just like mm-hmm. a, a, a company man who yeah. sticks by the rules, you're considered a scab. Yeah, and right. You will but like, be <clears throat> if you make your own independent film mm-hmm. like Clerks right, right now, you're not scabbing because you're creating something new. You're not taking exactly. the job that if didn't you're not exist. taking the job that's where that's where this all comes but the into... whole point is to stop this this company's from making money so if you help facilitate the company making money mm-hmm. then you're scabbing that's not the the point is to get the job terms of the job better and the yeah. one of the mechanisms to do that is by the union preventing the work for the company in those mm-hmm. jobs but if you're like Yo, I'm I'm just going to make a movie mm-hmm. and have it be, you know, my handy cam mm-hmm. and I'm going to shoot it myself yeah. with my friends right. and have it go to Sundance and then somebody mm-hmm. offer makes you an offer to buy it on Sundance and put it in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. That's you're you're making money, but you're not yeah. your intent isn't like I'm going to work for this company yeah. Yeah. and solely going to try to make the money. It's like, yo, they're just buying a product that already exists on a market. It's Which a now different. they're going to sell though. You know what I mean? Like the whole point the reason why strikes work is because you're hurting their bottom line right so if you do anything to help them make money to me that's scabbing like because it's like the the strike only works if they're bleeding money if you in any way help like if you anyway stop that but uh, we just i mean we just they just define the scab as Mm -hmm. the taking of the job so if the job didn't Mm -hmm. exist then like 
you can st- you can still make money for yourself. Yeah. If I'm a writer and I do stand up mm-hmm. and I want to go, you know, launch mm-hmm. my stand up special and put it on like HBO or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was a writer on Succession, mm-hmm. and then now Succession's you know ice cold. But I'm gonna be like, hey, look, I got a stand up special mm-hmm. too. I'm gonna go shoot and film this and mm-hmm. pay all the upfront costs, and then I I happen to have already relations yeah. over there, so I'm gonna be an independent contractor and sell as an owner of yeah. IP and sell this from one thing to another. Right. And, and but and if they still not... have content then they don't need to hire the writers back, you no, know no, what no, I mean? No, like no, you still the, have the content. They have, well, it's different content. Well, it's that's different the content. thing. It's not that's, the same. Uh, that's almost, Succession isn't making them money. Right. And Succession where, isn't still going. That's but where the debate comes the, in if, is like, if you're not replacing someone, are you scabbing? If you're like mm-hmm. doing, you know, like, uh, I don't well, know. They, is it scabbing for them to go hire the Korean show? And d- redub it in English, or the oh, European version of The Office, and get the license for that and put it on Netflix. I mean, it's technically, but I don't think the guys in London care. You know what I mean? It's not like there's, there's it's not, it's not really their fight. You know what, what I mean? I mean like, it's an interesting I, you know, debate. Well, and I mean, well, you, what I'm hearing, what you're suggesting is that any way that they, and I think maybe mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, any avenue that the studio or network can do to make money is is needs to be prevented. Yes. But the union doesn't have authority over all those avenues. No, they, the union doesn't. But it's like it's about like it's about class solidarity. You know what I mean? Like it's it, the. But the, what about sports? Well, like you can't prevent them from going to reality TV. You can't prevent them from like true. airing a, a baseball game. Yeah, you know, and like also, it is a, a rerun. It is an interesting yeah. question, and I mean, this has been a question that I've been asking as well because I am writing some scripts mm-hmm. right now. I am, you know, I'm not getting paid to write them. Mm-hmm. I'm not a part of the WGA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the WGA does not protect me. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so it's almost one of those things of like and probably won't after these episodes. <laughs> I know. I mean, and this is the thing. I mean, look, this is a it's a genuine debate. Uh, if I were part of the WGA and I were on salary with fucking Warner Brothers, I'd be on the picket line right now. Mm-hmm. But well, WGA ain't never done shit for me. Well, but see, <laughs> so but what am I doing? It's the whole thing about crossing a picket line, right? Like the Teamsters yeah. are not part of the WGA, but they will not cross. Yeah, they will not also, drive their trucks in the studio if the picket line is there. But that's no, also no, no, a fellow no. the union. Teams, the Teamsters are not striking. Teamsters no, are still. They're helping this. No, they're no, still. No, no, no. no, they will not cross the picket line. They're not. If there is a, picket they're line, working. No, dude, the, look it up right now. WGA Teamsters are still working because they have live yeah, events it, that they're putting on if, and all kinds of shit. If there is not a picket line. There, uh, there was like twenty right. WGA. Uh, there was they were shooting a Disney Plus show right here, like at Borners and stuff. And the uh, picketers went and they blocked off every entrance to that building, and so production got shut down because no one on any part of the production would cross the picket line. Didn't matter that they weren't in WGA. If you cross that line, you're scabbing. Yeah. So the whole production just got straight up shut down. Like they canceled the day. They're like, we can't. Shoot the show if the teamsters won't cross. Yeah, but if the I don't think that. Cross, I, okay. the won't cross. I think the scabbing, like the language of scabbing, is probably the wrong thing because I think that's a, yeah. like a very specifically mm-hmm. kind of defined thing. I hear what you're saying, but mm-hmm. maybe it's like that's a choice that mm-hmm. they're making to not do that. But yeah. by doing that, doesn't necessarily make them a scab. It just means that like their union is still underway and operational. Mm-hmm. But like for this particular project, they're saying, "Hey, we're in solidarity with you." You see what I mean? Like I think no, it's it's. But I think we like, can figure out a different word than scabbing for that mm-hmm. bigger arching. No, that's. Thing. It, if you cross a picket line, you're a scab. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, if you cross a picket line, you, you can't cross a picket line. It doesn't matter if you're... You okay, so if there's a picket line... You can't cross line. a uh, picket line to give them uh, no, donuts. No, no, no. Check you know it out. I mean? If there's a, a picket line in front of... Um, 
Universal, which does NBC, mm-hmm. right? And they have news. Mm-hmm. And you are a news broadcaster or, mm-hmm. or, or a, a, a lighting mm-hmm. grip or something yeah, that's you're... doing in-studio stuff. Mm-hmm. And your job is still there. You're not you crossing that picket line to yes, go to work that's is scabbing. scabbing? Here's that some is rules. not that's okay, not I found scabbing. some rules. Give the guild That's the communist in you, bro. <laughs> the guild <laughs> strike rules prevent members from striking new deals during the strike, mm-hmm. uh, making new pitches during the strike, or turning in new scripts during the strike. Now that is members. Okay. They're allowed to accept payment for any writing that's already been done. And uh, those known in the industry as hyphenates, including showrunners who act as head writer-producers, performer writers, and people like Kenta Brunson of Abbott Elementary, who does all all the above, Mm -hmm. are allowed to do the non-writing parts of their job under union rules, though that work may be minimal as they seek solidarity with their writing staffs. Um, And so that's basically, so it is. There are very specific rules from the Guild and again, it is just these for aren't members. rules from the studio. These are rules from, from the yeah. guild. Yeah. So, like, when you yeah. be a member, yeah. you you sign up and you agree to like these rules. Right? Yeah, but there's also there there's an element of like class solidarity for that sure. Comes but that's, with, what that, you're saying is like an ethical, well, yes. philosophical it is. aspect, and that is an interesting debate. That is an interesting. That's debate. That's my because, point. Mm-hmm. Is I think you can separate the yeah. two, and well, I think you can be well, like the interesting as what my... they define as scab is one thing, and then there's the philosophical belief in the it argument. Is almost, I think the I think the argument is this, and I and I'm not mm-hmm. I don't have a side to either of this really, mm-hmm. but I am a non WGA writer, mm-hmm. and I think the argument is this: these writers with the WGA are standing outside of the studio, and they don't want anyone new coming in to break the picket line. Mm-hmm. But also, in a way, that's kind of fucked up. Like I don't know if we're a brand new writer, we've got some brand new thing, we're not a part of the WGA, and we're like on the precipice of selling something for the first time in our fucking lives or our careers and we could you know f- and this was happening before the strike ever happened mm. we were like on to yeah, some but, big new thing yeah, but like if you're new the you are default gonna be in the union because you yeah. can't do a project at like paramount right. or warner brothers without being a union yeah, project that's where, that's where the so like happens. if it's new you are forced to kind of join the union yeah. to be able right. to do the project and, and that also leads to a different thing which where i'm fine with i think that's totally reasonable yeah. Yeah. where now you can get blacklisted by yeah. the union for being a scam. right I mean, that's totally reasonable, too. But I just don't think you should be able to prevent, like, the fucking props person, or not even props, but maybe, like, the sound engineer for a news show from going to do work because they have nothing to do with creative writing. You know, like, that person isn't have anything to do, just because the parent company are these conglomerates that own Mm. all these divisions... We got to, like, isolate, like, yo, the people doing sports and the things over here are kind of separate from the people doing all the creative work. The creative work, they want, a pe- justifiably so, they want a piece of the action of mm-hmm. their profits from the creative work. Mm-hmm. And I hear your point. Yeah, your point is to, sure. correct me if I'm wrong, but your point is to kind of, like, pr- to get the leverage to get the studio or whatever to do what the guild wants. Yes. To the way your method of doing that is by hurting them as much as possible in the financial mm-hmm. pancreas. Yeah. And I, I hear that, but at the same time, it's like, at what cost to the innocent bystander who had nothing to do with this, who now can't pay their bills or feed their kids because they're not a part of the guild and they didn't vote mm-hmm. in that choice mm-hmm. to go on strike. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, if they yeah. were part of the guild and they had a voice to vote, then I would say, yeah, sure, agree. Yeah. But it's not. Well, but just. But affected. it's not. They're not. They're not arguing over if Batman could beat Superman. This is about like you people showing class solidarity in these instances helps everyone. But the class. Because when these negotiations are made, it. The rising tide will lift all of the ships. Okay. But, but, I'll tell you what, Drake. I'll stand on a picket line right now. If these, if the, if the WGA will sign me mm-hmm. afterwards, I'll stand with them right now. <laughs> if they, if if these writers at these studios will help me get into a writers' room, I'll come stand. Because if you want to talk about class solidarity, mm-hmm. their class is way above my class. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly in solidarity with their class. Their WGA studio. Do you mean studio when writing. you say class, you mean economic class? Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, yes. that's a very that's. I'm talking about the labor. I'm talking about the labor. I'm talking about the labor class. I'm, no, I know, but yeah. like that's the, we're still talking about like there is a mm. labor blue collar class mm. that's under the guilds, like the writing, the SAG, mm. and the directors guild. You have all the teamsters, mm. and those. are aren't as of right now striking in solidarity mm. with mm. the but other they race. but they won't cross the picket line but it's, they will they will still do the the work on mm. the live productions on the reality mm. shows yeah. on the on the news shows on the um performances at the Hollywood Bowl yeah well there's like, no there's, there's, there's no pe- there. but there's no picket line in front of the Hollywood Bowl you know I what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. It's like, just saying, if there's like, no line, you can cross. Like, that's the kind of, like, metaphorical like hand, handshake. Like, yeah, they're like, not... Okay, so I th- just because there's a physical barrier in yes. front of Warner Brothers doesn't mean that, like, the Warner Brothers news department just happens to be behind that gate. So, like, if you could isolate, like, the picket line mm. needs to go in front of the creative offices. And it's just a physical No, because the company is still making money. The whole point is to start <laughs> you know the beast. You know what would be funny? Yeah, but you don't know who owns the Hollywood wait, Bowl. Wait, wait. It could be Warner Brothers that owns the Hollywood Bowl. I've got the in-between here. You ready? I've got the in-between. Go into Warner Brothers, sell your show, and then walk right out of the office and go to the picket line. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, that's a true capitalist way to do it, honestly. You're being a politician right there. And I am being a politician because I support the strike. I truly Mm. do. I hope they get what they want. But also, I do. do. There's a part of me, but and I think you and I agree, there's a part of me that thinks like, well, don't keep me from, you know, doing my thing it's like the pandemic i, I don't think yeah. i don't but think when anybody you are should, if we you, don't get these passed you're gonna get fucked this is to help you not oh yeah no you can get not if i'm later. not in you your fucked. not if Timothy i didn't Chalamet look, style. not if i didn't agree to be in your fight or this mm. fight isn't with my industry and my mm. department my right. fucking field it's mm. not i can't help the fact that the parent company might own ESPN or the same as something else. That's not my decision. It's just the way that it's fucking mm-hmm. structured. And do I think that we should break all these big companies up? You're, Absolutely. Yeah, you're making a great case for that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that part. No, Let's do that I, part. Look, there's is... only like th- we just talked about that <laughs> yeah. merger. I said yeah, that's yeah. fucking insane. Yeah, that now yeah, there's yeah, only yeah. like three. There was the big five. I will now say now there's like the big three. That's insane. I will we say have that. union union striking decorum was created before there was only one company. Absolutely. No, and right. this is the interesting we did thing. Make this decorum. And this is also this debate oh. is uh, ages old. Oh. I mean, this is the whole thing about unions are great. Unions I are do, great. I don't and, not no, like sure. unions. I think that the whole AI thing should be reconsidered from a pragmatic perspective about the technology and like where it's going. And I think just people just need to be learn more about how yeah. it works so they can mm-hmm. set 
rules that are That's actually it. effective. Mm. But it's one of those the cat's no. out of the bag. You can't just say yeah. no. Mm. So it's like, how do we deal with this nuclear mm. weapon kind and of again, thing? It's an- but you should absolutely pay your fucking writers more. Of course. These shows are making so much money. The movies are making so much money. There's no need mm. for a writer to be struggling like they do in Los Angeles when their show is a giant success. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. And it's interesting. I mean, it's an age-old debate before uh, any company goes on strike. There, there is a, you know, they all get together and say, should we strike? And there's a certain percentage of them that go, absolutely, mm-hmm. let's strike. And there's a certain percentage of them that say, hey, man, just trying to pay my rent and feed mm-hmm. my kids right now. Yeah. If we go on strike, I'm fucked. It's Democrat. Yeah. Do that. And here's, yeah. and here's the thing I'll say, too. I think there's, I think there's it's both. It's not communist. I think there's, well, <laughs> no, actually, let, let me cook. Oh, God. Um, I think that, I think. I love you, I think, and I love this, by the way. I think that <laughs> the, the moral obligation to show class solidarity does extend to the other side. Uh Johnny Depp is still a laborer, right? He is also like on strike. If the actors go on strike, Johnny Depp is also on strike because he is a laborer. He makes significantly more money than a lot of the other people in his labor class, but he is still a laborer. And to show class solidarity, like just like Conan paid all of his writers, these actors and writers who have millions of dollars and can weather the storm should be doing something to help like support like whether oh, it's agree. yeah whether it's helping to pay some of the people's rents or their food or providing you know like they're bringing donuts yeah they're like a little, yeah, more, yeah. Pizza. A little more than that okay. a little yeah, more yeah, than yeah, that yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what i mean but i do johnny depp brings a you pizza see, like, with a slice down yeah. there marching with the picket line <laughs> yeah. with some pita pit yeah. or something <laughs> so like i i, I also slice, sorry i also think there is a responsibility on the more fortunate members of the labor class to help actually support it's not it's easy for johnny depp to be like this strike lasts as long as it needs to it's right. like okay we'll put your money where your mouth is you know what I mean? No, like for sure. Absolutely. So I, I also think that there is a responsibility on the labor class too, not just an obligation. There's some great things to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to watch stuff about strikes, honestly, this sounds so funny. The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, great, great fucking movie. movie. That was where I learned about mm-hmm. scabs. You know about this movie? No. Oh, man. Uh, you would really like this. You movie. actually <laughs> would like it. You yeah. actually would like it. Because it's, it, it's, so it's about Keanu Reeves stars in it and the the. NFL goes on like the fake football league it yes. goes on strike and all the players decide to strike for higher pay and all this mm-hmm. shit and Keanu Reeves is like a fallen out of favor washed up college star quarterback mm-hmm. and comes on as the star quarterback for this team and he they bring together like this team of misfits a team of scabs a team of scabs to yes. go play this season and they do incredible they do better than the original team did yeah. do they all get and executed by guillotine at the end it, it, it is a huge contention <laughs> okay. in the movie all right, all right. And, and it's like what happens with... at the end, and yeah. there's fights between okay. like the, cool. the players. Okay. There's, a, there's, the, a, there's a labor yeah. war yeah. between okay. the scabs okay. and cool. the NFL They get in like yeah. bar fights and yeah. shit. So yes. It's really cool. It's, it's, very a, and it's funny and it's a great movie. It's like Gene mm-hmm. Hackman is the coach, and like it's. It, it's now great. you're not gonna like it because they make the scabs the heroes. I'm not. gonna Oh, lie to okay. You. All right. I, uh, I don't basically, I know. But basically, the the theme of the movie is like, well, you know, we should have our chance to. Of course, the studio made a movie of the scabs. The good fucking guys. I didn't even think about it like that. I didn't even think about it. They're like the propaganda arm. It's like the militainment all over again. That one went to the Pentagon for sure (laughs) quite a few times. (laughs) Pentagon. Another one. uh, Superstore did an episode about uh, forming a union within a retail store, like Walmart. Basically, is you know this. Mm -hmm. They're like a fictional Walmart, and there's a huge episode about whether or not we should unionize and people are like fucking getting fired and we're gonna end it off on part two here that is a great place to end it I really enjoyed this debate I really enjoyed this conversation um, again listen 
We here at Film History, the mm-hmm. history of film, no. support the WGA strike. Mm-hmm. We just have a lot of things to talk about here. I'm excited about part three. Part three, we're going to come off of uh, the picket line for film history here. We're going to come off a strike, and we're going to start doing the old Probably, school way. None of this was written, so yeah. we didn't do shit. No, this no, was off no. the top of the dome. Yeah, yeah this was all off the top of the dome. I actually sort of yeah. wrote this exactly that way. Yeah. I wanted it to, to be more of a conversation. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I just, but I hope you get more of well, a clarity. Let me write, Drake and I's yeah. weren't written. Yeah. No, no, mine, mine was hardly written. Uh, to be I'm honest, kidding. I really, uh, I, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just hope this provided more clarity for what's going on there, for this writer strike. You know, yeah, for those yeah, of you yeah, who yeah. And are we wondering. would like. I think it's good to like. This is a, a topic in an episode that we really can include the audience on our conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. hit us up on social media. We'll totally. post this on Twitter. If you have thoughts, if you agree with any one of us, disagree. If you have another point you'd like to make, please, yeah. please reach out and give it to us. We'll mention it on the show. Because totally. this is these are the types of conversations that formulate the future of our world that we all live mm-hmm. in, and this should be a industry. conversation that everyone has, and everyone has a right to have a mm-hmm. voice and opinion on it. And yeah, like, right. even if they don't quite understand it, you know, what we could we're talk about with this industry can be applied to others. Mm-hmm. And we're talking philosophical and principles right. mm-hmm. versus specific. We're also talking specifics within mm-hmm. our industry, but the the points that we're making, like what you and I were mm-hmm. talking about, are very much more broad mm-hmm. and can be. Yeah considered in a lot of industries Mm -hmm. and like if you know it's one thing to sit around and listen and to just kind of be a bystander on this but the most positive thing you can do is like standing up saying something and doing something about Mm, it absolutely yeah Yeah, i agree this is america goddammit. but in the in part three we're gonna get back to uh our old ways we're gonna you know we're gonna get back to like uh when are we and sound effects and all Mm, that good stuff because i am i'm we're still talking about strikes in part Mm. three but i'm gonna tell you some historic strikes we're gonna get into some film history we might we might learn something might learn something (laughs) it's entertaining and every now and then Uh, you learn something uh Uh, but yeah part three we're gonna get into the uh, some strikes that have happened in the past. There have been six Hollywood strikes, six big ones. Uh, the first came in 1960. There was a Writers Guild walkout that lasted nearly five months. Strikes in 1973, 1981, 1985. And the longest work stoppage, five months, not six mm-hmm. months, was in 1988. And then, of course, there was the 2007 one. And uh, we're going to get into all those because they have some very interesting historic things that happen. Oh, I did want to, I found out, I'm such a bad uh, listener. I found out um, uh, Kevin Smith's co-host on Fat Man on Batman, nice. Mark Bernardin, I think that's how you pronounce his okay. name, um, editor for LA Times, Hollywood Reporter, Entertainment Weekly, but also a writer and producer for uh, Star Trek Picard, uh, was on Deep Space Nine, did Castle Rock, Jason Bourne franchise but also a big writer for comic books. So Marvel, DC, Image Comics. So has a lot of insight on a lot of different mediums. Film, TV, comics. I think, you know, he's very, very well educated and insightful on this. If you haven't had a chance, uh, you know, go check out that episode if you really want to hear it from a a writer in the guild's mouth who deeply understands this stuff. He brought up some good points and like, again, you know, like we're we're sitting from the outside having a perspective in and I think that's valuable, but it's also good to get, you know, somebody's perspective on the inside. Now I would hope they're not going to do it, but I would wish that a fucking studio exec would come out 
on a podcast and do a mm-hmm. long form thing yeah. and maybe hear some of those points, but yeah. that would be shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, they would, right. If they yeah. were smart, they would. Never yeah, do no, that. they they don't have a leg to stand on. Like yeah. the studios don't have like a yeah. good point here. Yeah, you know, not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, Warner Brothers yeah. does not have like. Yeah, a, this this but, was pretty cut and dry. This but, was pretty cut and dry. Like I said, we're gonna get more into mm-hmm. our normal mm-hmm. form yeah. next time. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then we'll we'll just go from the. I'll yeah. give you a fucking. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll do like Jurassic Park again. And I love that we can have these kind of back and forth because now you know we can just do like Ari and hug it out, bitch. Ari would be suffering right now. And Vinny would be on strike for sure. But yeah, uh, tell us where they can find you, Drake. Oh, yeah. Um, If... if if you would like to support some non-studio productions, <laughs> some truly independent productions, yes, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings, and uh, TikTok Hollywood Drake. I go live every day for five hours. And uh, yes, he does. And if if you're on an internet website somewhere, you just type my name in and just see what comes up, baby. <laughs> Whatever internet website's left that yeah. hasn't been taken by the AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Type in Drake's name into the if, AI. If, if Warner Brothers buys TikTok, I'm fucked. So. <laughs> Uh, if you want to um, get a glimpse into my personal life, you can find me on Insta at Sailor underscore Dev and on Twitter, my professional life at Abracadabra Dev. Uh, for my company, Abracadabra Films, I kind of took a backseat on Twitter for a little bit just to kind of like see how the whole Elon purchase was going to go and all that. And I was really into like the crypto and NFT side of things. And now all that's calmed down. But I, I've kind of like taken a little like a neutral stance on my Twitter just because it's a professional thing and it's like yeah. reflective of the company. But I think this is a good time to like have a, a position yeah. and a voice on, on behalf of the writers yeah. and like kind of bring this subject matter up and, and yeah. look into like other people who are talking about stuff and share yeah. stuff. So like I'm going to I'm going to dive back cool. into maybe like throwing up Kevin's podcast and some others on there and, you know, Hell good yeah. good things to yeah. point to. All cool. right. I just thought about it. We should have just done an episode of The Replacements. <laughs> oh. So Maybe funny, may, if, if you guys want to hear an episode on The Replacements, reach out to us on our Twitter. Yeah. James, what's our Twitter? We'll put a poll up there. Our Twitter is, what is it? FHHF Podcast. At FHHF Podcast. I forgot. I didn't know it either, to be honest. I've been posting some funny stuff, all those kind of images from Insta. So like, I'm trying to get some more traffic on there. You can find us all over the place at if FHHF podcast uh, or film history, the history of film, uh, you can find me at James Wyatt Scott or Jimmy Lloyd, depending on where you're looking. Um, what else? You can find I, I do another show with uh, Shelby Scott from Scary to Sleep called Historic Hangouts. That's going very well. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Dan Tanna's on this latest episode. Very cool. Uh, we did a two-parter on that. It was our first mm-hmm. two-parter. So that one came out pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also find me resurrecting James Cagney to come solve the writer's strike. <laughs> or Amazing. Karl Marx, whoever yeah. comes first. And that's been Film History. The, the History of Film! You know what I'm talking about!